You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're listening to the E2C Network podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com War Eagle Auburn family and welcome to War Horses, the only equestrian podcast you are brave enough to admit that you listen to. I'm Auburn Elvis and I'll be your host. So, the Auburn equestrian season has taken a little bit of break for the winter, but that doesn't mean that there isn't some equestrian news we need to talk about. So, let's uh, jump right into it. First, we're going to talk about some equestrian awards. Now, uh, there's this thing called the American Quarter Horses Association, um, and they do these championships all over the place, and uh, they build up to these final ones. Well, Auburn's Taylor Cyril's uh, won the uh, Western Riding World Championship. So she uh, basically last year, I think she won the Youth World Championship. Well, now she has crossed over uh, into uh, the amateur division. And so she won it all last year and won it all again this year. So good job to her. Uh, And actually what she uh, basically, right after the Georgia meet that happened on Friday, then on Sunday, she flew in to, well, wherever they hold this thing, um, did her prelims uh, on uh, Monday, and then competed on Thursday, and so uh, I'm not really sure which categories are the more prestigious, but this one says world champion, so I'm going to say this is probably the biggest deal there is. Um, One cool thing is, uh, I did look over uh, some of the prizes that she won for winning this thing. Uh, she got first. She got a money prize about ten thousand dollars, which that's pretty cool. Uh, then you get a custom designed gold trophy. I saw some photos of it. Very nice. I mean, it's not a custom sewn orange and blue stick horse, but it is still a very nice uh, runner up to that. Uh, she also got a sterling silver belt buckle with fourteen karat gold overlay. They were very specific about that. Um, again, that's not a stick horse, but you know, it's a belt buckle. That's pretty cool. Uh, she wins a specially designed logo jacket and with a world champion patch on it, which, you know, as sewing items go, jacket's pretty nice. Um, and then she wins a hundred pounds of, uh, some neutrina feed and a neck wreath. I'm guessing those last two are for the horse. So, well, we hope so. So War Eagle to Taylor for winning that. Good job. Good job. Now, uh, every month, the SEC recognizes a rider of the month in each of the of the four events. Now, um, we're here still in the month of November, so we have no idea who it is, but we're pretty sure Auburn's going to win at least one of these. What we're going to do is we're not going to have a special podcast just for those forthcoming awards. So what I'm going to say is this. Also, there's like shows and all individual shows going on around the country, so you might see some Auburn riders who get recognized, you know, for winning some show or something. So here's what we're gonna do. I'm just gonna do a blanket congratulations right here. So congratulations to insert Auburn rider name for winning the 
insert award name, and War Eagle. So, if uh, you know someone who wins that award, if it comes out, you know, in the next week or two, and you've won some equestrian award, there's your congratulations. Good job, War Eagle. Now, another item or, or event that has happened uh, that we, we sort of um, didn't hype on uh, last podcast, but it actually technically happened right before the podcast, so I didn't really uh, talk about it. National Signing Day. Now, just like in all the other sports, you have a signing period where, uh, an early signing period where you can bring in these athletes, go ahead and get them committed um, that you've been recruiting. And just like all these other sports, Equestrian brought in a lot of good athletes. Now, everybody that you see that Auburn signs in Equestrian is really good, and they all have these lists of things, that accomplishments they've done, and they're pretty much the something-something writer of the something-something award next to their name. So I'm not going to go through all of those. Let's just assume all of those are awesome, because in the Western writing, here are the uh, new recruits that we have signed. Isabella Tesmer from Mount Oreb, Ohio, Gentry Shandelli from Bellevue, Colorado, Jacqueline Fremont from North Bend, Washington, Olivia Marino from Birmingham, Alabama, Kate Buchanan from Scottsdale, Arizona. So those are all Western riders. Got five Western riders that we signed. And now in the hunt seat, Madison Pardon from Edmond, Oklahoma. Ellie uh, Ferrigno from Newtown, Connecticut. And actually, that's it. That's it for the hunt seat. Just those two riders. So, War Eagle and welcome to all these future Auburn Tigers. This uh, last week with the Georgia meet was our last meet, and it was actually the last weekend for a lot of these teams, but there were still a couple of teams competing this weekend. So that's part of the reason that we're doing this podcast is just so that we give you a full update of everything that has gone in this first half season of Equestrian, and then uh, we just sort of talk about how the season went for Auburn. So basically looking around the sport on Friday, uh, yesterday as I'm recording this, South Carolina went over to SMU. Went on a bit of a road trip to Texas. This is actually very similar to what Auburn did two weeks ago. Uh, So they go over there. They ride against uh, SMU, only unlike Auburn. South Carolina loses. They lost 9-11. to Very close, but they did lose. So, uh, yeah, hmm, not a great way for them to end end their uh, half season here. Then, the next day, they uh, drove over to Oklahoma State. And they rode against Oklahoma State Cowboys, which are very highly ranked. And they lost again, 7-12, to so not even as good. We are now at the halfway point of the season for everybody. Nobody else is competing. You have the riders that are, you know, going on winter break. Some of them, like I said, are going to do some individual competitions, perhaps. Um, but nobody is riding any meets until once we get into January. So... That means we can now take a look at the rankings. Now, every week I'll give you uh, the official rankings that are done uh, by the sport um, and their their corporate sponsor that helps them put together. But they're always sort of lagging a little bit behind the results, at least by the time I tell you in the podcast and all. And so they're not quite as current because things will happen and they haven't been reflected in the rankings, in the official rankings. And you can't see it, but I'm doing air quotes when I say official because... I don't really think they're as good as they should be. So what I'm going to do is tell you how they should be. These are the Auburn Elvis rankings of NCAA Equestrian. So let's get right to it. Uh, Number one. Well, no surprise here. It's Auburn, y'all. Reigning champion. No reason not to move this team down. In fact, all the good teams that are right below Auburn, Auburn has actually ridden against so far in these first seven meets, and we've beaten every one of them. So... 
there is no reason you would put anybody ahead of Auburn. So this is the one place that my rankings match up with pretty much every other ranking out there. Good job, all of y'all. I don't really do a lot of sound effects, meaning I do no sound effects here uh, on the podcast. But if we did, this would be the point I would insert uh, the sound of a desert, maybe some wind and a tumbleweed blowing by. Because that is the gap between Auburn and everybody else. As you look at all the other teams, they really fall into two groups. So this first group we're going to call teams that have a chance of beating Auburn. Okay, so that's group number one. So coming in at number two, I am putting at number two in the Auburn Elvis equestrian rankings, Texas A&M on a good day. Now, Texas A&M on a good day is not Texas A&M. There's a qualifier. This is when they're riding their best. On a good day for them, they are the second best team in the country. When we went out to ride against them at College Station, that was the team we faced. Now, other points in this schedule, in the season so far, that team has not been the one that's been wearing the Texas A&M outfits and going on the road and riding against some of these other teams because that team has has not been the number two team in the country. But... On the day that we rode against them, they were the darn number two team in the country. I'm telling you what. Number three. The number three team is Oklahoma State. Now, uh, you saw that. They they beat South Carolina this week. They've been strong. Uh, you know, we rode against them at the very beginning of the season. I'm sure that now, looking back, that the, the Cowboys or Cowgirls, they would love a chance to, you know, maybe have moved that meet later in the season because I'm sure they're telling themselves, oh, well, you know, we were so young and our new players and they weren't doing right and uh, I bet we could beat Auburn if we got another chance at them. Well, you know what? You don't always get a second chance in life and that you, you ain't getting one, but the best you're getting is you're number three in Auburn Elvis's rankings. So congratulations on that. Now, number four in the rankings are the Georgia Bulldogs. Now, you will understand or remember that Georgia has previously been ranked number two. They lost to Auburn, lost badly to Auburn. So they are definitely going to drop in the rankings in the official rankings, again, I'm doing air quotes, they will probably, those you know official ones will probably put them at number three, but who cares about that? Those aren't the real ones. These are the real ones, the Auburn Elvis rankings. So Georgia comes in at number four. Now, number five, Fresno State, if they are playing at home, if they're riding at home, they are the fifth best team in the country. Fresno State, great team at home. Away from home, maybe not so good. So they take the number five spot with the qualifier that if they're riding at home. Okay, so now let's go to team number six. Number six is South Carolina. Now, obviously South Carolina did not do very well on their uh, Texas trip this weekend. You know, they lost closely, but they did okay. Still, the Gamecocks have enough, uh, enough talent that they possibly could, they have a chance of beating Auburn. It's not a great chance, but it is a chance. So they round out that first group of teams that have a chance of beating Auburn. So now let's go into the second group. This next group is called teams that have no chance at beating Auburn. Okay, so that's, all right, so now we're picking it up. Uh, Number seven is Texas A&M on a bad day. Now you remember, Texas A&M a good day, Number two team in the country. Texas A&M on a bad day is the number seven team in the country, okay? And they have no chance of beating Auburn if they're having a bad day. Number eight, TCU. Texas Christian Horn Frogs. Uh, you're number eight in the country. Congratulations. Number nine, SMU. All right. Mustangs, we rode against you. Didn't have much trouble. You're the ninth best team in the country. So, you know, take a little comfort in that. Number 10, 
Baylor University. Okay, Baylor has been doing well lately, but still they're about the number 10 team in the country. Uh, number 11, Fresno State, if they're playing on the road. So, quite a disparity there. You know, Fresno State, if they're at home, they have a chance of beating Auburn. If they're on the road, they have no chance of beating Auburn. Number 12, UT Martin. Number 13, Delaware State. Number 14, UC Davis. Last podcast, I did not know their mascot. I have looked it up. They are the Mustangs, which is kind of ironic that I wouldn't know that in a equestrian podcast. But I know it now, so there you go. I have just improved my education. Uh, moving right along, number 15 is the South Dakota State uh, Jackrabbits. I think they're the Jackrabbits. That's right. Yes. <sighs> Boy, you got to know these mascots in your equestrian podcast. So there you go. Um, so really, don't pay much attention to the official rankings. They're wrong. Uh, these are really the only rankings you need to care about. Uh, so now let's take a quick look back at the first half of this 2019-2020 uh, season. So we're going to look at the 2019 portion of it, obviously, since we have not gotten into 2020. This season started off where Auburn graduated probably the best senior class in the history of the sport of any teams uh, not just Auburn uh, a lot of All-Americans graduated uh, off of that wonderful perfect season that we had last year just to give you an idea of how much talent left uh, I went back and looked at the points that we won so if you look at all the meets all the events all those rides and you total up all the points that we earned in every meet that we rode you look at how many of those points were won by members of the senior class last year. 132 of the 290 points that Auburn won as a program were due to that senior class. That's 45% of all of the points we earned last year were due to that top senior class. That is a ton. Almost half of all of our points was due to those uh, athletes. So they graduated. They're out of here. That is great news for everybody that ain't Auburn because that means that now they ain't got to compete against those 132 points. Those people are off doing other things. So the way this works, much like every other sport, you recruit. And if you recruit well, well, then you can just reload instead of rebuild. So going into this season, there was a lot of question marks about, well, how good would that younger talent be? Would they be able to step up? Would they be able to shoulder some of that burden? Now, we're not expecting them to replace that uh, that number of points because, again, as you matriculate up through your college career, you get better, you ride better. And so um, there are ladies who maybe don't get as more as many points in their you know younger years. And then as they get uh, more experience, then they take on more of that load and they, they turn in those points. But you do want your freshman riders to be getting you some points or else, you know, you're going to have a gap there where you, you're going to go through some lean years. Well, it doesn't look like that's happening for Auburn because right out of the gates, uh, September 19th, we went over to UT Martin. We did that three-way meet, if you'll recall. First day, we rode against UT Martin. Second day, we rode against Oklahoma State. So against UT Martin, we won 17-1. to Took almost all the points there. In fact, we took all four of the MOP honors. Uh, let's see. Sophomore uh, Michaela Langmire took MOP in fences and flat. Uh, freshman Olivia Tardoff took uh, MOP in horsemanship. And freshman Boo Kammerer uh, took MOP in reigning. So again... Two freshmen there, stepping right up, very first meet, showing that they are, uh, they're here to play. They're going to get some points for Auburn. That's great. Uh, so they're taking the place of those seniors that have left. Uh, the very next day, September 20th, we rode against Oklahoma State. Uh, we won that one 12-8. Still a comfortable win, but you know maybe a little closer than we would have liked. But again, Oklahoma State, you look at them now, you know, they're the 
you know, second, third best team in the country. Uh, Deanna Green of Auburn took uh, MOP in reigning. Taylor St. Jock earned MOP in flat. Uh, we had a lot of points in these first two meets scored by freshmen. Tar- Let's see, we had Olivia Tardoff and Kammerer. We already mentioned them. Plus, we had uh, Alex Pilet, Kayla Shelnut, uh, Jen Casper, Maddie Spake. They all won points in these first two meets, and they were all freshmen. So, excellent job on the on the freshman riders there. Then a couple of weeks go by, and we ride uh, here at Auburn against uh, SUNY New Paltz, uh, which is the State University of New York in New Paltz. Uh, beat them, and we only rode in the uh, hunt seats on those. Uh, beat them 7-1. to one. Emma Kurtz was the MOP in flats. Megan uh, Knappick was the MOP in fences. Uh, also, uh, that same weekend, we rode against Sweetbriar. Uh, Emma Kurtz was the uh, MOP in fences, and Michaela Langmire was the uh, MOP on the flat. We won that meet 6-2. to two. Again, uh, did real well. We, we knew we weren't going to get really challenged um, uh, by those two schools, but we, this was also another, we had another school come uh, in for this, TCU. Uh, again, a good program, but we beat them 15-4. to four. Ava Stearns, MOP in fences. Langmire, MOP in the flat. Deanna Green, MOP in reigning. Again, they take a few points from us. Uh, TCU is okay, but you know they don't have the talent that we do. That first day was a chance for the hunt seat riders to shine. They did. Then, you know, when we get into a full complete meet, then you see just how deep Auburn is, and we were able to really put one over on the uh, the Horn Frogs there. So then a couple of weeks go by, and then we go on the road, uh, back on the road to this time to South Carolina. So, South Carolina's good, but they're probably fourth best in the SEC of the four teams. So, uh, we travel over there. Again, you have that advantage of being at home, so you always have to look out. Well, we ended up winning 14-6, to six, so uh, they took six points from us, but, you know, we won the other 14. So, it really wasn't too close. Uh, Emma Kurtz, MOP in fences. Taylor St. Jock, MOP in flat. Uh, we actually took more points in every uh, event. They had a couple of good riders where they were able to get MOP in um in uh let's see uh that would be uh reigning in the uh, uh horsemanship uh events but you know we're just too deep even if you've got one or two good riders on your team auburn's got those you know that many good quality riders plus a few extra so we weren't really challenged over at uh, south carolina great win for auburn moving right along november 1st we hold an exhibition meet uh in auburn for um Ole miss so basically Ole miss has a club sport over there of equestrian they don't compete in the ncaa but we are trying to help them out see if they want to give it a try and so um we invite them over and you know let's run a little meet now they only did the hunt seat in fact uh to compete in the western and the reigning events we actually had auburn's club sport equestrian team right against our you know our ncaa team and uh, just see how how good we all are so we we won uh nine to one um in the uh, hunt seat only against Ole miss i can't remember what the uh the reigning and horsemanship were but we did win both of those won all four of the uh, mops uh, so uh, these are, and actually this was a really cool opportunity for some of the upperclassmen that aren't typically starters in some of these other meets, uh, got a chance to ride. Um, maybe a few freshmen that um, you didn't see in some of the other meets uh, got more opportunity to, you know, show their capabilities in this exhibition. So on that 
weekend. We had Caroline Hudden winning MOP in fences. We had Lindsey Klein winning MOP in flat. We had Ellie Becker MOP in horsemanship and Peyton Hall MOP in reigning. Um, so yeah, we won convincingly, but you're going to expect that. So then a week goes by and now we have to go on this brutal road trip where on Friday we went out to SMU. Well, we win that one 12 to six. So, you know, SMU is a good team. It's on the road for us, but, and I think we, we got to uh, be a little creative with the lineup so we could, uh, ride some girls that maybe, uh, we weren't going to ride the next day because the next day we had another meet. So, well, we took the MOP in flat. That went to Ava Stearns. We took the MOP in horsemanship. Uh, Taylor Sears uh, won that. Terry June Granger, Granger won MOP in reigning. So it really wasn't that close. There wasn't really a, a, a chance that SMU was going to take that one from us. So then we have to get on the bus and drive over to College Station because the very next morning we're going to compete against a really uh, talented SMU, uh, not SMU, Texas A&M team. And Texas A&M has been up and down all season. The week before this, they uh, didn't ride very well. So sure enough, when it came time to ride against us, boy, they rode their best. They turned in some of the highest scores for their riders of the whole season against us and gave us pretty much all we could handle. Uh, but we still won. We won 11 to 9. Uh, Ava Stearns was the MOP in fences. Uh, Michaela Langmire was MOP in flat. Olivia Tardoff was MOP in horsemanship. So if you're winning all these MOPs, that's a good sign because not only are you getting points, but you, you're demonstrating that your top riders are better than their top riders. So chances are we're going to look back and we're going to say that this this road trip, especially this particular meet, was a key point in this season. Uh, they have a, almost as much talent as Auburn, and on the days that they're riding well, they can beat anyone, including Auburn. This was a close one, but really the big difference here was the strength of Auburn's freshman class. In this, uh, in this meet, our freshmen scored a third of the points that we won that day. So you look at all that talent we lost uh, last year with all those seniors graduating, and now for the uh, freshman class to come in and against our toughest opponent so far this year and to ride and give us a third of the points that we won all through these freshmen, there is probably not a program in NCAA history that has lost as much talent as Auburn did and been able to replace it with as much talent as Auburn has. So this is phenomenal. What you're witnessing here at Auburn is amazing. I mean, what you saw last year was great, and what you're seeing this year to be able to follow that up is is pretty dang amazing. So everybody take notice. So then, just to put an exclamation point on things, the next weekend we get back home and we have our arch rival, the Georgia Bulldogs, coming to town. Uh, the weather wasn't great, so we had to do a little bit of shifting over, you know, moving the uh, equitation on the flat into the indoor rink over there. Um, still rode the fences out in the wet weather, so, you know, got to do that. But we won it 16-4, to 4, and it really wasn't even that close. Uh, those four points were actually pretty close uh, wins for Georgia. We probably could have taken those as well on a on a better day. So uh, they were lucky not to get swept, in, in, if you think about it. Uh, we took all four MOPs. Langmire won the MOP in flat. 
that. St. Jacques won the MOP in fences. Deanna Green won it in horsemanship. Terry June Granger won it in reining. So uh, it was cold, it was wet, but our performance was outstanding. And uh, if you if you look around at some of the interviews that the, the Georgia players and coaches gave after this, pretty much all blame it on the weather. But you know what? The weather ain't that big a deal. I mean, only one event was ridden in the weather. All the others were under the cover. So even if you take away the five points that we got in fences, I mean, we still won 11-4, to four, so it's not like it was that close. So, yeah, we pretty much solidified that we are the best team in the country and everyone else is looking up at us. So, great first half season for Auburn. Very exciting. War Eagle on that. So, now, as we look ahead, this is some downtime. You're going to see the athletes, you know, focusing on school. Maybe some of them have individual awards uh, or or meets that they go to, shows that they go to. You know, we spoke with Greg Williams last week about how uh, they're going to be maybe running some shows and planning ahead for next season and going to national meetings and all that stuff. And so, yeah, this is kind of our downtime and our time to look back and reflect, and I'll do that too. It has been very exciting. This has been the first year that I have really gotten into it and started going to meets and going and meeting some of these people face to face. And I have been having a blast. Uh, It's always fun, you know, putting on the costume and going to some of these Auburn events. But man, there's just something about equestrian where they're just so approachable. I talked about this some last week, but it's been really cool to meet a lot of y'all, a lot of the coaches and the players and just all the, you know, the little moments and stories that I've been a part of. It's been really cool, you know, getting to talk to Sandy Williams and she kind of gives me some of the inside scoop on certain little things. I'll be like, hey, have you noticed how Fresno State seems to be winning all their home games and then they're not winning any of the other ones? And she's like, well, you know, that could be for a variety of factors. And then she'll list off like half a dozen things. And it's like, whoa, you totally know what you're talking about. I, I am looking at things up here and you are looking at things down at the nitty gritty level. So, yeah, I mean, that's cool. Um, You know, I've met a lot of fans. Uh, I can't say that I remember a lot of names, but you know what? I don't, okay, I don't remember your names, but I remember you. I remember meeting you. Uh, I remember there was this nice lady that uh, I was talking to, and she's like, yeah, uh, my daughter is one of the riders. And she's like, well, she's not one of the riders, you know, riding, competing today. This was at the Georgia meet. And I'm like, oh, well, did she compete against Ole Miss? You know, and she's like, yeah, she did and you know just that look in her eye that pride of that that was so cool to see so you know you go to these equestrian meets you're going to get moments like that uh you know after the the rainy meet at georgia uh the the dudes that were running the camera because again we have tv cameras where we are filming everything and then they're putting it up on the jumbotron and on the inside monitors if you're in the lounge where you can see everything and so there's a crew of of uh, ab guys that are just filming everything and so they're packing up and you know I'll walk over there and say hey man y'all did a good job you know this was really cool what y'all did we got to see it in there and it was up on the jumbotron you know good job on that so just all these cool little experiences and stories i i, I tend to go back to this one story about Ashton Alexander last year, you know, if you remember the national championship ride, it came down to her doing that final ride where, you know, she's got to beat Georgia's best rider in the event in order for us to win the national championship. And so I wasn't there in Waco. I'm not seeing it going on, but I'm, I'm following it all on Twitter. And so I am in that moment as much as I can be with her. And so one of the cool things that I always like to think about with college athletics, that it really acts as a laboratory for a 
lot of these uh, skills and and morality lessons that you're going to put into practice later on in your real life. You're going to learn about success and disappointment. You're going to learn about the hard work that it takes to get there. Uh, and so for Ashton, in that moment, the, the next four minutes, four or five minutes in her ride, they're going to be pivotal. They're going to impact and change her life. And she is going to be a different person after she comes out of that one way or the, the other. She's going to carry that moment with her for the rest of her life. We were all there following it along on Twitter or the people who were there in Waco watching her do that. And we were all part of that experience in a small part with her. And that's just so cool. And to me, that is exactly what college athletics is about. It is about letting these college students go through that and practice these things in a very stressful, competitive uh, laboratory that gives them this little portion of, you know, what it's going to be like once they, they get out of college. You know, there's going to be some some point in Ashton's life when things aren't so great or there's lots of stress with work or family or things like that and she's going to have to you know do the hard work to come through that situation and so hopefully what she experienced that day on that horse out in Waco Texas where she helped us win the national championship is going to be something that helps her in her life and that is the same thing that any of our athletes have the opportunity to do. And I just really love that. And so that getting to see more of those and, and meet more of the people that are part of those stories at the equestrian events, I really love it. It's really exciting. And so, yeah, I would encourage you to come by, um, you know, the equestrian center and when there's a meet going on and, and be a part of that as well. Or if you're out in certain parts of the country where we're on the road and, you know, Auburn's swinging through, go to those as well. As a look ahead, that, that's a great segue for us to talk about when we get back after the Christmas break into the new year. Auburn Equestrian will be riding uh, out in California. We're going to go against um, UC Davis, the Mustangs again. I remember their mascot. Uh, and then the very next day, we're going to go over to Fresno, which, again, Fresno at home is very good. Fresno away, not very good. So, you know, UC Davis isn't going to upset us, but Fresno might. So we got to be on our game. So, again, if you're out in California, swing by an Auburn Equestrian meet in one of those two days and see how we're doing. Take part of, of these experiences and this wonderful program that's going on because, again, Auburn Equestrian is good, y'all. I mean, you don't get a lot of disappointment when you follow Auburn Equestrian. It's really fun. We win a lot. So, uh, you know, there's that as well. All right. Well, that has been a lot of stuff that we have talked about here. Uh, we've reviewed our 7-0 start. We've talked about how great the, the season has looked and is looking and uh, yeah, this whole podcast thing, I'm really enjoying it. So thank you to everyone who has been a regular listener. Uh, maybe if you follow me on Twitter and you see when we post about these, that's great. This, is, this has been pretty fun. I think we're going to keep on doing it. So I'm your host, Auburn Elvis. Thank you very much for listening. War Eagle and War Horses. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?